can wrap up in Monday Night Madness on Bionic Airways, The Infinity Project. Everybody, I hope you're hear me okay because I'm trying out my new Bluetooth to correct connect on my computer. My jet packages have decided, oh, we're not going to work for you again. It's really irritating. <laughs> anyway, it is oh, money to hear on the airways. And we're finally back after two postponements of this of this show because, um, see, the first time I had bad weather and you were sick. And then the next time yep. I was I was too busy doing something and I believe you were sick, I think. Yeah. And Janet had something yep. come up. So So we're fine with that. But like I said, unfortunately I'm trying to figure I'm trying to figure out how to get my damn microphone and stuff to work. Because obviously well, it's just so I can draw it off for me at every turn, especially once one week before I leave for Dragon Con next week. Yeah. So if you can hear me okay, thank you. I appreciate it. But if not, I may try to switch to your connect via the laptop. So anyway, this is Monday Night Switch Time for Weekend Wrap of Monday Night Madness. I'm your host for tonight. I am on Ball Stream. I'm currently joined by Red Ranger. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. Now, um, our Indian edition, she's got a a possible family emergency at the moment. It's a possible medical emergency, so I will not go into further details. Let's just say um, that's gotta t- that will take precedence over the show, which is fine. Because our, our, our first rule of thumb is health and well-being first. So, all right. Well, anyway, before we get started on the big stuff, um, shout out to my nephew, Hunter, who has started school at the University of West Alabama as of today. Ready. Yeah. I know he, and he, and I'll tell you this right now. Mom and I traveled, it was about a little over two, about two hours to get to where he is. And I will tell you right now, this is a situation where you could drive right by the school and you wouldn't even know it was there. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's one of those places. It's, I mean, it's like, and here's here, you know, well, what makes me feel bad for the kids if they want to get like basic supplies, like you know, towels and toiletries, they're gonna have to travel 27 miles to Walmart and Demopolis. They do not have one in Livingston. Oh my! So, yeah, so it's like, yeah, if you want to go, you might want to go every like two, three weeks and stock up that one because you, who wants to go twenty miles back and forth? In other words, you go twenty miles one way to be like round trip is about fifty. So that's rough. But I will say this right now. The university has got to have the nicest and most organized bunch of people I've ever seen at this school. Okay, here's what happened. We get there, we get there kind of early, you know, and you know, we got these people, they call, they're calling the Tiger, I believe they're called the Tiger's Moving Project. <laughs> In other words, they direct the traffic. But, you know, they, they direct us where we need to go. You know, the rest of us kind of showed up, and 
I mean, as soon as the, as soon as everyone started getting moved in, we were able to like park our car behind hunters, and they took everything out, put it into a bin, and sent, you know, kept everything safe and clean and all. And then this is my favorite part. It was really, really hot, and nobody else ever wanted mom to do all this walking around. So, thankfully, the university had golf card service. So mom didn't have to walk very far because I because there was one situation where there was a golf cart with only one open seat. I said, Mom, take the seat. I'll walk. He said, are you sure? I said, yeah, it's not that far from here. <laughs> because by the time I walked up, the golf cart just arrived. <laughs> okay. That worked out very well. But I'm telling you, the school, I mean, this school was ready for the chaos of moving day. And the heat, because it was over 100 degrees. It was hot. So, but I'm happy to say Hunter has settled in. He has started, he has started school up there today, and I wish nothing but the best. So, don't know what his major is yet, but I'll let him decide. Oh, easy. But I don't tell you the heat will set you in a hurry. <laughs> All right, now that that's out of the way, let's try. Let's do the. Let's get to the box office, shall we? Oh, that's the best. That's the best part. Oh yeah. Especially when we go to the bottom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's get to the yeah, we'll start the top and get to the bottom. <laughs> All right, so let's start with the top five. Uh the first the number one movie, which is kind of a surprise, is Good Boys. It starts with oh the kids. It starts with the kids. Well, here's the fun part. It starts with the kids. Oh no. Hold on. Phone. All right, Tim, you here for a few minutes to keep talking, all right? I'll find something to talk about. I don't know what it'll be, but I'll, I'll think of something. So, yeah. Uh, coming up on uh, Secrets of the Unknown on Wednesday, uh, we're going to be talking about the Farrar Schoolhouse in Farrar, Iowa, and we do have a special guest that, at least as of this moment, is still going to be able to join us, uh, possibly others, but possibly just the one, too. Okay, I'm back. See, I was trying to call, but I don't know what happened. But she's in the chat, too, so. Can you hear me? Okay, all right, just want to make sure. All right, okay, let's get back to this. Um, all right, number one movie was Good Boys with $21.4 million. And believe it or not, it already made its budget of $20 million. So if it keeps going the way it is, there's going to be a sequel. But what's crazy is this movie starts a bunch of boys, but it's rated R. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's an R-rated movie that stars kids. 
Uh, anyway, that knockout, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. The number two was $14.1 million. And I'll tell you now, after three weeks, it's made $134 million. The only problem is it needs to get to $200 million. Not good. Let's see, number three was The Lion King, the 2019 version, $12.3 million. Uh, number four was the new Amesburg movie, too. That made $10.3 million. Unfortunately, the budget $65 million, but maybe, who knows. Then the number five movie is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which made $10 million. Uh, <laughs> Door and the Lost City of Gold is probably going to be a bust. Uh, 47 meters down on cage. Did not do very well at all. Only $8.4 million. Blinded by the Light, that was that new one with the Bruce Springsteen music, only $4 million. Where'd you go from the debt? Only $3.4 million. But now, it's time for the fun part. Get to the bottom. <laughs> let's see, hold on. Okay, uh, okay, she needs the DC link. Let me just say here. If I can copy. There we go. Bear with me. Growl. Okay. All right. She'll get in here in a couple minutes. All right. Anyway, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, eighteen movies here under a thousand dollars. Only one. And then there are hundreds. So. Alright. So when you're not, here we go. Let me, let's see. Let's wait for it. There she is. Sorry, dogs. Quiet. Okay? I'm fine. You made it. I'm fine, all things considered. Okay. Alright. We're not going to go into detail. Don't worry about it. Well, if you stick around after okay. the show, I can go into more detail. But right now, where okay. were we? All right. Okay, why are you talking about the... Yep, the bottom of the heap. So, where are you at? Here we go. Uh, the first up is The Natural, The Untold Story of Alice Guy Blaché, $987. Then we have The Ground Beneath My Feet, $773. Free trip to Egypt, $767. Why is it a free trip? Why does it cost that much? Kidding. <laughs> Let's see. Next up, we have Iyengar for $750. Quiet. Echo, ECTO, for $623. Lay down. Sorry. Lay uh, down. Lost and Sound, $619. Grateful Dead meet up 2019, $550, which unbelievably is up 848.3%. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, let's see. Water, water, water. Four hundred forty-six dollars. Uh, piranhas with two hundred thirty-seven dollars. The Queen, the twenty-nineteen movie, two hundred thirty-six dollars. Cassandra de Jotico, two hundred twenty-three dollars. A Faithful Man, one hundred eighty-two dollars. Neil Lampino, one hundred fifty-six dollars. In the Isles, one hundred thirty-six dollars. Shadow, $134. That Heart Feeling, $133. The Competition, $121. Uh, 
And finally, the winner, or should I say the loser, is... Rojo, $97. Well, that movie gets the title. So that movie gets this sound effect. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Yeah. Now I need to get in here. And see about ordering another Bluetooth. Don't mind me. I'm a little bit wound up right now. Yeah. Understandable. Well, I'll put it to you this way without going into details. My mom had a medical emergency. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay, that's fine. Lay down, Cosmo. Down. Oh. Down. Oh. 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 Tim. Jan. Have you recently eaten? No. Okay. Did did you see on the news about this couple in was this family in Wisconsin? They bought a you know one of those salad mix kits. You know, that has the lettuce and stuff in it already? Mm-hmm. Well, this family had a little bit of extra in their salad greens. They had a live, little itty-bitty live frog walking around in their salad greens. Oh, my. And it's for real. Yeah. It is, okay. It's for it's real. Not a joke. I, mean, I, I found a link. I found a link. <laughs> okay. The article. Okay. All right. So here it is. Family finds live frog in carton of organic salad greens. Uh, a live frog probably isn't something you would imagine finding while unpacking groceries. But that's what the Adam family found in the lettuce they picked up from a pick and save grocery store in Glendale on Tuesday. Carly Allen was making dinner with the family when her brother noticed the frog. I'm across the room. I hear a shriek and a thud, she said. Alan went to investigate. That's when she pulled out her phone to record the frog. I'm thinking, one, what the heck? How did that get in there? And two, that is absolutely disgusting, she said. The family planned to return the container of simple food, organic lettuce, and the frog. But to their surprise, the frog escaped overnight. It's first seven hour by our kitchen counter, Alan said. The family let the frog go, and Alan brought the lettuce back to the pick and save in the morning and showed the clerk the video. She gave her a refund, but Alan was hoping for answers. I just want to know how somebody didn't notice it or how it even managed to get through the packaging process alive, she said. Simple Truth apologized to Alan in a tweet. We are sorry that the Simple Truth product had a live frog inside of the garden, they wrote. Rowdy's supermarket pick and save parent company said in a statement, These situations happen from time to time when organic products are involved. USDA certified organic items must be free of synthetic additives and certain pesticides. Although rare, from time to time, we do see insects and other small animals, such as frogs, make it through packaging with fresh produce items. In this instance, the customer returned the organic lettuce for an even exchange. It's still harder for Alan to think about eating salad anytime soon. This is a box of lettuce that's supposed to be triple washed, inorganic, and healthy, she said.
and that's the end of the story. All right, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to get off my phone and try to direct connect on my laptop since my desktop obviously doesn't like to work. So you do talk amongst yourselves, and I'll be back in a minute, okay? I'll be back. Hmm. All right, can you guys hear me now? Much, 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 much better. Thank you. Trust me, Janet. You not you did you would not want to have heard me about maybe twenty thirty minutes ago. Oh, you were fine. It was, you just sound like you weren't completely like slightly garbled, but yet clear. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I know what to do from now on. For the rest of this week, I will be using my laptop for direct connect. <laughs> If you were getting all upset with him, I'm like, whoa, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Yeah, I know. Really? I know, it's just that... I'm a, I mean... One more I'm reason we need to get into Spreaker. Yeah, no, Agreed. Need, we really gotta get, start testing yeah. Spreaker. Yeah. I'll definitely start working on that one while I'm on my layoff in October. Yeah, but anyway, oh yeah, um, before we go on, got to make this big announcement here. Uh, next week, I will be heading to Dragon Con on Thursday and Friday. I will not be taking my laptop. So what we've done is we all agree to this. All next week, all reruns. Yep. So this way... I'll be ready for Dragon Con, and we can recharge for a little bit. You know, it, we'll call this the the end of summer vacation for us. <laughs> and you know what we should do is whatever would have aired that week, we air that same rerun. So on yeah. Wednesday, we air an attention to one rerun, so that way we keep yep. up the rotation. And then that Friday, mm-hmm. we replay one of our previous Mad Libs nights. Mm-hmm. I agree. Or we could go a little crazy and make them all Mad Libs. We could. Yeah. I would be fine. I would be fine with that. Yeah, just have everybody have a few laughs for the whole week. <laughs> exactly. Because boy, some because I I I I've still got I have some of the shows, and I still remember when we did when we destroyed the Veggie Tales cheeseburger song. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, and I because I I still remember was like I can't stop laughing I can't stop laughing. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's our plan. Next week is gonna be all reruns because we're all gonna take a break and I will be at Dragon Con. So, okay, all right. Um, okay, 
<laughs> I posted this one, I believe it was, uh, yeah, back on Friday night. And uh, <laughs> I thought this is, I thought, is this story for real? I've seen it in three places. It's like, yeah, this is real. And especially if one of them is my local station. Brace yourself. Nearly half of Americans don't change underwear daily, study says. Surprising, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because I'm one of those people like, I got to change mine every day. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I acknowledge there are some people that don't for whatever mm-hmm. reason, but it's not so much that people don't do it that surprises me. What surprises me is how many don't. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you consider 45%, mm-hmm. that's almost half the country's population. A few yeah. people here, a few people there, that's one thing. But 45%? Uh-huh. That's crazy. All right, so here's what's going on. A recent study found that half of Americans, well, almost half, haven't changed their underwear every day. Underwear maker Tommy John surveyed 1,000 Americans to see how long they wear and keep their underwear. According to the survey, 45% of Americans said they have worn the same pair of undies for two days or longer. About 13% said they have worn the same pair for a week or more. Oh, my. Yeah. When it comes two to men, the survey shows... within reason. Yeah. When it comes to men, the, sur- the survey shows they are 2.5 times as likely as women to wear their underwear for a week or more. The survey also showed that people are loyal to their underwear. Out of 1,000 people, 46% of Americans have owned the same piece of underwear for one year or more. And 38% claim that they have no idea how long they've had them. Oy, that's scary. Let's see. The results were split fairly even between men and women, which throws any theories out the window that women are more hygiene conscious than men, or vice versa, Tommy John said. The company recommends swapping out your underwear every six months to a year because it accumulates microorganisms and fungi that can lead to yeast infections or urinary tract infections. Tommy John recommends the following steps to keep in mind when washing underwear. Dry underwear on low heat for 30 minutes after washing. This minimizes the amount of bacteria underwear gathers after a wash. Ironing all... Do I really want to iron my underwear? (laughs) No. Don't mix underwear in the same load with others in the household if they're sick. Doing so only increases the amount of bacteria hanging out in the washing machine. Avoid washing contaminated underwear with other pairs and clothing. This is especially important for people with bacterial infections. And finally... Wash underwear separately from clothing containing other bodily fluids. If any article of clothing is stained, it's better to wash it separately. So, but I'm sorry, I gotta change mine every day. (laughs) By the way, what happened to Janet? Don't know. She's probably a step away or something. All right. But let's see. Okay. Oh, yes. I posted this one late Friday night. (laughs) Try this on for size. A woman in South Dakota went to the hospital. She thought she was having kidney stones. Instead, she gave birth to triplets. Oh, my. Yeah.
So this is out of oh, out of out of the out of the motorcycle capital of the world, Sturgis, South Dakota. <laughs> so anyway, Danette and Austin Giltz have been together for 12 years, and after having two kids, they thought they were on the same page about the story of their family. However, within the course of four minutes, their lives were forever rewritten. One time I saw a shooting star, I wished for a baby brother. And I wished for like two sisters for my little sister because she always wanted a little sister. I knew this day was always going to come, said Ronnie Giltz, the couple's son. When his mom, Danette Giltz, was rushed to the hospital, she thought it was kidney stones, she tells KOTA. I started getting pains. I figured it was kidney stones because I've went through them before, Danette but she was actually going into labor, and doctors told her to expect twins. Her husband, Austin, was in the rocking chair trying to think of names when the medical staff asked for another blanket. His reaction is like, excuse me, put it back. No, I was told I, was have, twi- I, was, I, was told I have twins. I'm not doing triplets. She's like, no, there's three babies in here. There's triplets, Danette Giltz said. Austin Giltz named their triplets Blaze, Gypsy, and Nikki. Once we left the hospital, she's out of the hospital. I know she's okay. I'm overwhelmed, honestly. It's still exploding in my head, said Austin. Exploding like the shooting star Ronnie wished on. Now the, now the Giltzes are a shining family of seven. You don't ever see triplets being conceived naturally, let alone going 34 weeks without knowing. So everyone's like, I can't believe it. We're still in shock. Trust me, said Danette. I go to the doctors thinking I'll have surgery for kidney stones and end up going into labor with a C-section that night. It's crazy. The healthy triplets should be home any day now, and the guilty say they couldn't have done this without the family, friends, and complete strangers who came together to donate supplies. In a small town, how many people will come together for stuff that's not expected, Danette said. The Giltz family said they're grateful for the generosity of the Black Hills community. They don't believe they would have received the same treatment anywhere else. Which I believe that's true. Oh, excuse me. Ooh. Just saw this one. This is out of Seattle. Man parked next to no parking sign hurls it at a restaurant window. Oh my. Yeah, that's scary. So here's what's happening. This was actually updated. This was posted today. Actually, this was posted just about an hour and a half ago out of Seattle. Surveillance video from Beth's Cafe near Green Lake shows a man pick up a no parking sign and hurl it into the restaurant's window. Cameras inside the eatery captured everywhere. The man quickly got into a car as people ran out to confront him. The driver backed into the car, parked behind them as people banged and kicked on the car. Eventually, they peeled off, headed south on Aurora Avenue. Less than a minute before this, video from inside the 24-hour restaurant showed one of their employees at a table where glass rained down as customers ducked down in their seats. Chantel Hagerman, the restaurant manager, said they initially denied service to the guy in the dark-colored shirt. She said he acted aggressively. Walked in around 3:30 a.m. Sunday following an, an interaction with another customer. He started throwing a fit, then sat outside and waited patiently for his friends to come out. Hagerman said, "She said his group was then asked to leave. The commotion didn't end once they got outside. Another guy in a lighter shirt threw the sign into the restaurant's window. They're not very light at all," she said of the sign. Hagerman said, "In the nearly five years she's worked there, this is a first. 
They want this man identified and to face the consequences. He damaged our property, she stressed. This is like our home, and he damaged our home. Hackerman said they were able to pass along a license plate number to police. It is unknown if any arrests have been made. So, good heavens. Hello again, Janet. Did your dinner connect I have you? no idea what happened. All of a sudden, it's like we blew a fuse. The only two rooms that were affected were the computer room and the spare room. Ah, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, see, yeah, Tim and I were getting to wonder what happened. I don't know. Oh, what blew yeah. A fuse. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, I'm, fuse, I'm back on. I know it's a yeah. fuse because, uh, oh no, not havoc and fuse. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, there was the enough fuse heat. Box there was enough this. havoc. Hey, there was enough havoc to cause a problem with the fuse. <laughs> oh yeah. You don't watch Thunderbirds or Ghosts, so you have no idea what we're referring to, Tim. Yeah. I'll put it this way, in a quick, in a quick, in a quick. Reader's Digest Condensed Version. Have a confused make up this pair called the Chaos Crew, and they work for the Hood. In other words, they're bad guys. <laughs> well, one of them's a bad guy with heart, though. Yeah. Which I hope he changes a little more when the rest of the season comes back. But yeah. anyway, carry on your conversation. Okay. All right, well, I shine posted this article. I think she posted it today, uh, yesterday. Alright. Uh, you guys know we've always had situations where people get upset at restaurants and they get rather aggressive because the fries are too cold or the, or the sandwich wasn't done right or this and that. If you think the U.S. has the monopoly on that, you're wrong. Because waiter got shot dead in Paris for not making a sandwich quick enough. Oh my. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, come on. There it is. All right. Uh oh, that's the wrong link. Hold up. Hold up. All right. Let me do that again. That's the wrong link. Sorry, everybody. Try that again. Take two. There we go. Okay. All right. So here's what happened. This this story was posted yesterday. Let's see. A waiter was shot dead in Paris by a customer who reportedly became enraged after having to, after having to wait too long for their sandwich. So the incident actually took place on Friday night, August 16th, when the 28-year-old waiter was working in a small restaurant which serves sandwiches and pizza in the Rue de la Piazza in Noisy la Grande. Noisy Legrand, 15 kilometers east of Paris's city center. The victim was shot in the shoulder with a handgun around 9.15 p.m. Other employees called the authorities and attempts were made to revive the waiter, but unfortunately, he died at the scene. According to La Parisienne, witnesses told police the customer shot the waiter because his sandwich was not being prepared quickly enough. Oh, so, It depends. Was the restaurant busy? 
Were there a lot of customers? Well, hold on. A shopkeeper from the area named Louise recalled how she heard a loud bang before she left her store on Friday evening. Minutes later, she explained a number of ambulances began arriving at the scene. The shopkeeper said she regularly ordered from the pizzeria and described the staff as very nice. The gunman fled the scene, at the, and at the time of the rioting, which was yesterday, he still appeared to be on the loose. The public prosecutor's office of Bobigny told AFP a murder investigation has been opened by the Judicial Police of Saint-Saint-Denis. What are you doing, authorities Cosmo? Also, authorities, Cosmo. Are also conducting, authorities are also Cosmo? conducting a manhunt for the, for the shooter. It. Drop it. The rest, drop it. The restaurant. I said drop it. The restaurant is said to have only been open for three or four months, though some locals note high crime area levels in the area, notably drug dealing and public drunkenness. According to gun policy, in France, only licensed gun owners may lawfully acquire, possess, or transfer a firearm or ammunition. Owners must have a license as well as a genuine reason to possess a firearm. Oh my dog. For example, oh my. Well, every time I turn around, they're getting confetti out of the. Trash out of the garbage can, making confetti out of the papers in the garbage can. All right. Well, anyway, um, owners must have a license as well as a genuine reason to possess a firearm. For example, hunting and pass a background check, which considers criminal, mental health, and health records. It's unclear whether the shooter owned the gun legally. A number of locals gathered outside the restaurant the day after the incident, with one woman describing the establishment as quiet and trouble-free, adding the situation was very sad. So, the U.S. does not have the monopoly on enraged people who don't get their food their way. Somebody needs to learn a little more patience. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I was going to save this story for Thursday, but I probably want to go ahead and do this now. Um, you know, you're waiting a long way at the airport. You're trying to, you know, you got to get through security and all. Some TSA screeners, you know, they try to do it with a sense of humor, you know, try to keep things comfortable. Well, one security screener, she did, she apparently did not, she, she apparently had a sick sense of humor because she was fired after handing a traveler a note saying, you ugly. Oh, my. Yeah. And this is Korea, This is courtesy of WSB in Atlanta, but the story actually takes place, takes place in Rochester, New York, which is exactly where Eric Snyder's moving to after Friday. <laughs> Let's see. Um, anyway. Anyway. That was bullshit, too, Shirley. Yeah. Well, anyway, an airport security screener was fired after handing a traveler a note with a rude message scrawled on it. Neil Strassner was going through the Greater Rochester International Airport when the security guard handed him a torn piece of paper with the words, You Ugly, on it. I got handed something. I really didn't look at the thing. I kept going. Strassner told, Strassner told W-H-A-M. That's right. Wham! <laughs> she called back to me a few times, asked me if I was going to read the note or open it or something. I look at it, look at her, and kind of shrug my shoulders, and she laughed. The incident took place in late June. Strasher waited more than a month for the video after filing a Freedom of Information request for it, WROC reported. 
The employee works for VMD Corporation, a security company based in Virginia, contracted to the TSA. VMD did not comment. TSA confirmed the employee was fired, WROC reported. TSA holds contractors to the highest ethical standards and has zero tolerance for this type of behavior, the agency said in a statement. This instance, which involves a contract employee, was investigated immediately upon receiving the complaint by the traveler. The employee has since been terminated by the contractor. Strasser was not bothered by the note, but he did notice at the end of the video the woman appears to write another one. I'm really curious what I'm really curious what the other notes said, Strasser told WROC. I travel a lot, and the airport normally is spectacular. This was a totally weird event that they, VMD Corporation, seemed to handle properly. I travel a lot and just don't just want to make sure they get some credit to their organization and don't let one lady trash their whole reputation. And that's the end. Honestly, I want to know what she was thinking. She wasn't. Exactly. She was not thinking. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, now I'll tell you something. Dragon Con is next week. And I made the strange discovery. Um, now I want to tell you two guests two guests coming are of course David Tennant and Brian Henson, who's the son of the late Jim Henson. Well, I discovered a yeah. YouTube video where the pigs in space crossed with Doctor Who. That was totally hilarious. I know. <laughs> Miss Pig, I, I can't believe when Miss Piggy's going through all the characters. No, 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 no. She even said no to Kermit. Yeah, because Kermit was the Kermit was David Tennant as the tenth. Because each you notice each one is dressed as a different doctor. His Ratso was number nine. <laughs> Scooter was five. Gonzo? Gonzo was number two, Troughton. Who was Hart and Hell? Um, that eagle. I forgot that eagle's name, though. I think it's Sam or something Sam like that. Eagle. Sam the Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was one after that where David Tennant plays an English teacher at a yeah. school. Mm-hmm. And had these two really, really bratty kids in the girls in the back. Giving uh-huh. them total fucking grief. Yeah. Finally he got fed up, pulls out a Sonic, and turns the mouthy one into a miniature miniature rose doll. And his departure was Shakespeare's a rose by any other name would smell so sweet. <laughs> Referring of course to Rose Tyler. Uh-huh. Come here, Cosmo. All right. There is some I want to check. If yes, it'll hurry up and get there. Let's see. I want to get to the letter C. Wait. 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 Okay. All right. Um, let's see. No. There was supposed to be some... Okay. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Four, eight, thirty-two, thirty-four. Okay, so thirty-four guests have had to bow out of DragonCon due to 
either professional commitments or possible emergencies, which can happen. Now, some people, let's see, I don't know some of these people, but I know uh, there are some people from Supernatural had to cancel. David Ramsey had to cancel because, you know, he's obviously got called back to Arrow, which is fine. No big deal. I already met him in 2016, so I'm good. I am officially good. Oh, excuse me. As long as David Turner doesn't cancel, you're all set. Yeah, well, hey, if he cancels, I might be disappointed, but I won't be upset. Right. Because, you know, as I will tell you something, I don't know if anyone's aware of this, his wife is pregnant. Oh, we're going to have another little time lord, huh? Yeah. Another little time lord or time lady pretty soon, huh? Yep. But yes, his wife is expecting a baby, so man, stand by. Yeah, are we going to have another time lord or another time lady? That's to a good be, question. To be, yep. to be continued. <laughs> oh, but then God. he is always scheduled for Friday and Saturday anyway, so it's not, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. To she or not to she? That is the question. Yeah. Hey, which apartment is it? To be or not to be? To be. <laughs> but yeah, if, if I swear that video is too freaking funny. I watched it on the 42-inch screen. Mm. Yeah, I probably watched it on mine. Let's see. Oh, someone's going to drink with Sailor Moon on Sunday. Next Sunday. Not, wait, not yeah. this coming Sunday, I but the following Sunday. Call right, ask on. him. Tell him where the fuse box is at. You there, Shirley? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I think the fuse box is somewhere in their closet. Okay. Let's see. Come on, princess, quit it. Uh, quit looking. No. No. Oh yeah. Um. Couple alerts out of the out of the out of the tune world. Uh, no, first of all, if you have the two and card in the cartoon world, uh, first things first. If you happen to have the DC Universe streaming service like I do, I really do like it. Um. The 1967 Aquaman cartoon, when Ted Knight was the narrator. It's coming to the service? Oh, yeah, it's actually I saw on the service. Video. I went to Walmart today and I saw a video. There is a, another Batman animated video coming out. Hush. And it's based off of the latest graphic novel. Hush. Remember the fucking name of it. Hush. Hush. It's already yeah. out. 
It's already out. Yeah, it's also available on the streaming service. It looks interesting. Yeah. No, you will not mess with that piece of tape. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, anyway, as I was saying, the the 1967 Aquaman cartoon where Ted Knight was the narrator, it has no. been remastered in HD and is now available on the streaming service. So I was like, cool. Now, I, now he'll really look. The, he'll really look good in the orange and green. <laughs> oh my! And then yesterday, this big announcement came along. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, he's the funny director who's done Jay and Silent Bob. Of course, he was Silent Bob. Well, he's going to be he's going to be he's going to be heading up a new Netflix tune. It's an anime, Masters of the Universe Revelation, and it's going to pick up right where the 80s show left off. Oh, yes. So it's like, hmm, how do you get that shot? Of course, you know, there are people complaining, oh, I don't like Shiro. Hey, She's too much. Like, hey, look, I, I like. I like the complexity of, of the new one. Because I'm one of those people, I'm open to both. I'm not restrictive. Well, Hello? It's like the people who complain about T.A. Thunderbird to go. Yeah. You know? It's like, I it's like not both. my Thunderbird. It's like, shut up. We don't care. I like them both. Yeah, I like them both, too. I think the, um, no. I think that the new Thunderbirds gives depth to the characters. A little bit yeah. more depth to the characters than the strings could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, um, with the new one, they're going places they never thought they'd go. Okay. I thought the fuse... I'll have to ask Jack where the fuse box is when he gets home. Okay. Come on, let's get out, both of you. Out. All right. Well, guess what? <laughs> uh, Stephen what? Mill, of course, arrows about the end. But there's some good news. He's already good been enough. hired to start. He's been hired to get into a new show. I'm in. Cosmo. Oh. Out. Cosmo. Out. Princess. Out of here. Oh dear. Out. Out. I'm trying to get him out of the bedroom. Okay. Out, out. Out, out. Sorry about the interruption. I'm just so keyed up, I can't see straight. Yeah, just relax. Breathe. Okay? I gotta practice that myself. What I'm trying to do. I gotta practice that one myself. All right. Well, well, anyway. Order my Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. But I started to get before the fuse blew. Yeah. Well, no anyway. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Stephen Amell is taking aim at his first post arrow gig, and it's right in his wheelhouse's bullseye. The actor has signed on to headline Heels, an eight-episode drama series that stars about the men and women who chase their dreams in the world of small-town pro wrestling. Oh, this would be interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, set in a close-knit Georgia community, Heels follows a family-owned wrestling promotion as two brothers and rivals war over their late father's legacy. In the ring, someone must play the good guy and somebody must play their nemesis, the heel. But in the real world, those characters can be hard to live up to and just as hard to leave behind. A male will star as Jack, the charismatic villain, or heel, of the Duffy Wrestling Association. That's the name already. Let's see. Outside the ring, he's its hard-working owner, a husband and father, trying to make ends meet, while fighting to realize his impossible dreams. He has the mind of an artist and the body of a warrior, and a Steve Jobs a Steve Jobsian need for, for, for perfection and for control. He says he'll do whatever it takes to build the DWA into an empire. Amel, who is currently shooting Arrow's 10-episode final season, is no stranger at all to the world of professional wrestling. In August 2015, to cap a month-long feud with WWE Stardust, a.k.a. Cody Rhodes, who would go on to guest star on Arrow, Amel teamed up with Neville in a SummerSlam match against his nemesis and King Barrett. Weeks prior, Raw guest Amel had been goaded by Stardust to come out of the crowd and leave him in the ring for an illegal skirmish. Amel and Neville not only emerged victorious at SummerSlam, they later respectively won Celebrity Moment of the Year and Breakout Star of the Year honors at that year's Slammy Awards. Amel then partook in his first singles match in September 2018 against Christopher Daniels at the All-In Independent Wrestling event. Let's see. The Heels pilot was written by community alum Michael Waldron, who will serve as an EP, as executive producer, alongside showrunner Michael Malley from Survivor's Remorse, Julie Yorn, Chris Donnelly, and Patrick Walmsley. And that's that. So Stephen Mill's already getting to work after Arrow. Yes, there will be life for him after Arrow. Good. Good. Hello. Yeah, we're here. Hello. Okay. I have got to make sure my mobile data is on so I can access Amazon and order my Bluetooth. Because <laughs> so anyway, what can I say? Yeah. Because I can't even play my games on my tablet tonight because my modem's turned off. <laughs> oh, boy. Remember that guy, Anthony Scaramucci? When we were all like to sing, Scaramucci, Scaramucci, will you do that one dango? <laughs> I see a little of a man. Scaramucci, Scaramucci, will you do that one Oh my. Oh dear. Well anyway, he's saying I'm just gonna say this in a sentence. Yeah. I'm just gonna say this in a sentence. Scaramucci says he's putting together a coalition to stop Trump in twenty twenty. Thank you. It's like, oh, thank you. Because really, I'm going to say this once, and that's it. Trump is an embarrassment. He's an international embarrassment. He doesn't yeah. even qualify to identify. He doesn't even qualify to identify as a human being. 
Yeah. He was talking about buying Greenland. Oh, brother. Problem is you can't buy what's not for sale. Not to mention mm-hmm. the fact that there really isn't much of a use for us to even own Greenland. Yeah. So, anyway. Wait. Hold on. Does this read right? Oh, my God. Prohibited in Alabama schools. And this was posted today. What's prohibited in Alabama schools? Yoga. Yoga? Yoga. Oh, God, please. Mm -hmm. Yoga? Yep, yoga. So here's what's going on. Yeah. All right, yoga and ancient practice that faces its roots to India is still prohibited in Alabama schools. So, yoga, the ancient exercise and relaxation techniques that trace their roots to India, remains prohibited in Alabama schools. One Hindu religious statesman wants to know why. Jean Zed, president of the Universal Society of Hinduism, said the long-standing ban is clearly doing a disservice to Alabama's K-12 uh, school students. Various public universities of Alabama had been te- had okay. Various public universities of Alabama have been offering yoga in some form to their students, and some Alabama churches had also reportedly offered announced yoga programs. Zed said, "If yoga was rewarding for the students of Alabama public universities, why is Alabama keeping it away from its K through 12 public school students?" Yoga, along with hypnosis, meditation, and guided imagery exercises, has been prohibited in the state's public schools since 1993. Recent legislative efforts to do away with the ban failed, and the State Board of Education opted not to take it up despite yoga being listed on a February work session agenda. Yoga's ties to Eastern religion led to the ban. The practice, according to the State Department of Education, is a Hindu philosophy and method of religious training in which Eastern meditation and contemplation are joined with physical exercises, allegedly to facilitate the development of body, mind, spirit. Zed is urging Alabama officials to seriously and urgently revisit the issue and work towards formally introducing yoga as a part of the curriculum in all public schools. It's like, really? Oh, I wish I could have been there for this. Oh, all right. You know they have Dragon Con. Well, in Atlanta, they kicked off Dragon Con season today with Doggy Con. I told you about that one, Shirley. Oh, my. And it's so cute. Yeah. It's, it's adorable. Yeah. Go lay down. Princess, where are you? Anyway, a dog Let's dressed in... Let's go to the paper, dad! Oh, dear. All right, anyway. A dog dressed as Yoda from Star Wars won the Cosplay Costume Contest Award over the weekend at Doggy Con in Atlanta's Woodruff Park. Good one. The Doggy Con event seals the approach of the internationally known Dragon Con Pop Culture Convention, which will be held August 29th through September 2nd in Atlanta. 
So, Atlanta scorching August, he didn't stop making a long faux fur coat and dressing up like Cruella DeVille for her first pet event for costume canines inspired by the upcoming Dragon Con convention. Doggy Kong drew hundreds of dog owners and spectators Saturday to an Atlanta park for their own small cosplay convention, dressing up like fictional characters from video games, movies, and other corners of the pop culture universe. For Nelson, that meant strutting and posing for photos alongside her dog Darla, a young chocolate Labrador retriever makes sporting a Dalmatian costume. It's everybody coming together for just pure cuteness and joy. Example, Woodruff Park Project Manager. I love it. Woodruff Park. The Doggy Con event in Atlanta's downtown Woodruff Park signals the approach of the internationally known Dragon Con pop culture convention. For more than 30 years, Dragon Con has attracted thousands of cosplay devotees and others to Atlanta for its annual costume fandom, fandom event. Paige Sullivan, marketing manager for Atlanta Downtown, said the Doggy Con celebration is a small-scale convention organized with the locals in mind. Doggy Con kind of kicks off Dragon Con season downtown, Sullivan said. I think it's very unique to our city. Oh, a Siberian Husky dressed up as Captain America! <laughs> but here's the good news. Um, despite the fact it was hot, event organizers said they set up dog cooling stations to help prevent dogs from overheating during the event, which occurred on a 90-degree day. The highlight of Saturday's convention was a pet parade and costume contest in which prizes were doled out for dressed-up dogs and human companions. DragonCon donated prizes, including two-day passes to its convention uh, coming up next week. Nelson and Darla won the judges' award for best dog and owner combination by scoring sunglasses, and another dress like Yoda from Star Wars won for best cosplay costume. A fan favorite pair of Dachshunds, Dachshunds were costumed like Starbucks coffee cups, complimenting their owner who dressed as a Starbucks barista. Although Nelson had never before attended Doggy Con, she was no stranger to fandom festivities. She has attended Dragon Con since she moved to the Atlanta area five years ago and owns about 60 costumes, she said. I love dressing up, obviously, so what better excuse? Organizers sold out of vendor spots and welcome pet retailers, animal welfare nonprofits, and food trucks to the park, Whipple said. And guess what? We're running out of time already. <laughs> oh, darn it. You kidding? Yeah. I'm not sure I were, but nope. Gotta get ready to run. But anyway, um, this week, tomorrow is New Carsville Tuesday. Wednesday is Secrets of the Unknown, the Ferrar Schoolhouse. Thursday is the free-for-all, and of course Friday we continue the summer of Naughty Mad Libs. And a quick reminder, after Friday, all of next week, we will be doing nothing but reruns, and we've decided we're going to do all Mad Libs reruns. That's right. It's going to be all Mad Libs next week. So we're going to pick, I will pick the five best episodes, and we're just going to use them. Because I will be away at Dragon Con, and I will not be bringing my laptop, so... Yep. So we see we do we're just gonna do our own little one week summer vacation of our own. So with that in mind, please Yeah, please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us at our website, be on the dot com. If you ever miss an episode, because let's face it, life happens, there are three ways you can catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to 
or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search in the podcast for Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for the for New Carsonal Tuesday. And then we'll be at the rabbit hole for usual. Hey, yeah. Can I call you? Sure, can I call you? Yeah. All right, that's all for tonight. Have a great night, and remember... You m- I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up! That's one. And then the other. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm good. Oh, shit! Get that damn pig! And finally, last but not least, I'm going to do this one. This is the voice of the Mr. Ons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. Shut up! Don't! <laughs> all right. That's all for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. And, Tim, you enjoy the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, I... Oh, oh I, surely. Well, I guess we're having somebody I've been looking forward to having at the rabbit hole. All right. Can I call you, Shirley? Yes, you can. I got to end the show first. (laughs) Well, make sure you have your phone on. I do. Night, y'all. Shut up.